the top five, a show where we slash it, we slide it, we uh, idle on up, sidle on up to it, all these things. They're they're side dishes. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> this week on top five. Good as hell. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so side dishes, you know, there's a wide variety of things you can put in as a side dish. Apple pie is not one of them. I did look that up. Right. And uh, uh, the one that my wife suggested, I knew I couldn't do. Uh, she's like, well, you really like ribs as a side dish. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Steven's still mad at me about the one from a, seven years a, ago. Uh, I yes. Ribs, I, I was waiting for someone to say, yes, I would like some ribs or a, you know, uh, half a turkey, uh, you know, right. uh, a side of, of chicken wings. Yeah, that, that those are not traditionally known as your side dishes. But Matthew, I am very interested to find out what your number five <laughs> side dish really is. My number five side dish is one of the greatest things that traditionally comes in a Thanksgiving dinner, at least in the families where I'm eating Thanksgiving dinners. It combines the salty and a little bit of crunchy and a little bit of just kind of a textury thing. The whole mess is just it's, when it's done right. It's perfect. Green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. That's a and good what one. You do is you, yeah, you take your green beans and you take some mushroom soup. You take a little bit of uh, soy sauce. You mix that all up. Then you cover it with the crunchy, crunchy uh, onions. Mm-hmm. Then you bake the whole mess and it gets really good. It's kind of a lasagna sort of texture with the big crunchiness on top. But you can't necessarily just walk into a restaurant and order it. That's what's frustrating. We Unless have you a, go to Alice's restaurant store. and then you can get anything you want. Accepting Alice, but we have a local grocery store that has a uh, huge, enormous buffet uh, where the elderly people can go and eat. And I, I don't say that's to be cruel or, or awful. It literally is. They have the the champs program. It's a it's a state program where you can come in, and if you're uh, of a certain age, I think if you're on Social Security, you get a discount. And so they have this huge array of things where people can come in and they can literally get a nice hot meal and not have to clean and cook and do all of the things, you know, it's actually a really cool program. And if you go in there every once in a while, you get lucky and they'll have the green bean casserole. It's never quite crunchy. It's always squishy, but the, the flavor profile is there and it's really good. Yeah. Cause those crunchy, those crunchy onions will cut up the, uh, the gums of the elderly. Well, and also if you put them in a steam tray under a glass hood, uh, they just get everything gets squishy. Yeah. That's why the meat is always soft and tender. It's been there for 17 weeks. I figured that that would be higher on your list. So I'm more interested to see what else you have on the list. But Rodrigo Lopez is here and Rodrigo Hello. always has some interesting answers. What is your top? What is your number five side dishes? My number five side dish is crab rangoon, mm. Um, mm. which is a something that I used to always get. Um, when I got Chinese food, yeah, uh, and and we're talking like you know fast foody Chinese food type stuff, like your your Panda Express type situation. Um, I it's great. It's basically just a vehicle for cream cheese. Supposedly there's crab in there, but you know it's like <laughs> cream cheese in a fried uh, pastry essentially. Yeah. Wonton, yeah, um, yeah, and a fr- yeah, exactly. So um, it's like what. What could be what could be better than that? Nowadays, I don't really get them anymore because a uh, uh, amongst Chinese food, they're particularly salty and fatty, and that causes me problems. Uh, and and furthermore, I've kind of 
you know, I, I've got a current moratorium on Chinese food in general just because it's uh, it's really looking like anytime I have anything at a Chinese restaurant, it just triggers my migraines because it's like just so incredibly salty. Yeah. You know, so I've I've uh, I I think fondly back on crab rangoons, but until <laughs> I can figure out a better uh, a better situation to be in, uh, they're they're kind of a, a phantom treat for me. Yeah. So my number five is a uh, sweet potatoes, but it's in how the sweet potato is prepared. I like sweet potatoes just by themselves, but lately we've been getting like three or four sweet potatoes, and then I'll you know peel them and then cube them into you know little bite size cubes. Throw them on a baking sheet, cover them with a little bit of uh, olive oil, you know, and then salt and pepper and there may be one other seasoning, but those are the two main. And then I just bake them up for a long time until they get nice and crispy on the outside from the oil. And uh, they are delicious. You don't even need any butter with them. They're basically sweet potato fries, but more like a hash because of the the cube size, not even hash, but, you know, just cubed sweet potatoes. And Cube they are delicious. And uh, <laughs> I made them and I figured the boys would turn their nose up at them. But I was just like, give it a try. And one of them was like, is this a sweet potato? And I'm like, yep, give it a try. And he ate it. And you mm-hmm. kind of see a look on his face. And then suddenly it was like, oh, this isn't too bad. More of this, please. And so we've had this like four or five times <laughs> in the last month. I love it when you imitate your children. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, father. I am very happy to be here in our home. Like, they should I be gave them the sweet potato. Man, man, Pokemon. Man, man. Afterwards, <laughs> father, may I have another serving? Please? Exactly. That is exactly how it is right here in the Schleicher household. Thank you for the life giving substance, father. I have to remind may them they should be thanking me for slippers. the life giving sustenance. Yeah, All right. But that, that is my number, number five is the cubed sweet potato baked just right. Oh, so tasty. And that brings us back around to Matthew's number four. That, by the way, is the complete name. If you don't have oh, so tasty, I know, it's right? not correct. Yeah. Interestingly, as you will see, um, the green beans are not the only vegetable on my side dish list. And it's interesting to me because I believe the technical term for a person my size is fatter than holy hell. Um, that That's actually the medical term. But a lot of times I really, really love a nice vegetable. And then sometimes I want my number four. My number four is a very complex dish in some ways. Because if you go around the universe, there are a lot of places that will serve you a French fry. Oh, yeah. Venus Uh, is the best. Yeah. Venus has good French fries. Um, Over by the Andromeda Galaxy. Yeah. Because the McDonald's French fries are nice and crispy. And if you get them hot, they're like thin and lovely. Mm -hmm. I like the Burger King French fries, which are more thick cut. I really love a nice crinkle cut French fry. But if you want a perfect French fry, you must do two things to that fry. Go to Freddy's. You You must cover it in chili. And then, this is important. You cannot skip this step. It is imperative. You must then cover that chili with cheese. My number four is chili cheese fries. Specifically, the the chili cheese fries that I usually get are from Sonic Drive-In, which thankfully I think is finally expanding past the Midwest, but for a long time was a Midwestern thing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been down in the South for twenty thirty years, and it's uh, I think down in Arizona. We have them here in the yeah, we have them now. So they're all over the place. After those two guys do their ad libbing thing in the car ads, yeah, really expanded that place. Teddy and AJ, whatever the heck their names yeah. are. But 
Pete and AJ, that's what it is. But a chili cheese fry does not have to be from Sonic, but it does have to have chili. Uh, ideally, I'm not a chili purist, but ideally an all-meat chili. Not like a chili, the Texas-style chili, not anything with beans or like celery, for God's sake. Who puts celery in chili? I'm still mad about this. 25 years I've been, I have been out of Fort Hay State University, but the dormitory puts celery in the chili... And I'm going to blow a gasket about it, and I'm 49 years old. But here's the thing. A nice chili cheese fry. You get the, the nice crisp fries. You get the chili with some meaty texture. You get the cheese on top for that all-important salt and fat. I mean, if you're a listener to Major Spoilers, you should know that we run on four things. There's salt, there's fat, there's sugar, and there's just pure irrational hatred. Those are the four food groups of Major Spoilers, and three of them – are combined in my number four, chili cheese fries. It won't so much, something. so you, much you hate. Celery, you get all four. Yeah, that's true. Irrational hatred. There you have it. So put celery in my chili at your own peril, ladles and gel- jelly spoons. But I will tell you, chili cheese fries are where it's at. All right, uh, Rodrigo. What do you have on your number four list? Uh, my number four is also fries, but uh, for me. Uh, my preferred type of French style potato fry are very the thin papa fries, fritas, if you um, like very, very thin kind of toothpicky fries. And the best ones I've had are, uh, in fact, from uh, Freddy's uh, frozen custard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had we had one in Hayes and uh, it's it's a favorite restaurant uh, for my wife. So anytime we're anywhere near a like a state that has one, we <laughs> usually take a detour. Um, we uh, we're <laughs> you ever wake up? My... You ever wake up the middle of the night and say, "I hear Idaho has a Freddy's. Let's go." I mean, literally, Idaho does have a Freddy's, and <laughs> she was thinking about it. <laughs> they um, are good. Those are some some we... of the best French fries I've ever had. Yeah. We drove, uh, we went to visit my parents in Columbus and we drove to Dayton to go to Freddy's. Um, oh, man. Also, also, you know, to see like the Wright Patterson Air Force Museum, blah, 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 but mostly to go to Freddy's. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, because we both like it. I, I do like their burgers, but I, I really like their fries. And, you know, I don't mind thicker fries, I don't mind your like big old steak fries. Uh, but definitely for me, my preferred type of fry are like little, little thin ones. Yeah. You know, you should, you should tell your wife who, who adores me and vice versa that I literally live two minutes from a Freddy's. So if you can get here, there are all the Freddy's fries that you can afford. Uh, I mean, she, she used to live in a town where she could basically walk to a Freddy's and the, um, the the shock of not being that close to a friend. She's had to make do with steak and shake, mm-hmm. uh, which I I I I like steak and shake a lot. But uh, she, it's like she can tell the difference. It's like I don't know. Uh, it's like that. It's it's, similar, it's like that that gif right. of a dog where you like where they like hold a tomato up to it and it just like kind of turns its face. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what eating at steak and shake with my wife is like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that is a great one, Rodrigo. I'm going to now slide over to my number four, and I'm I'm like the only one in my household that will eat this, which is sad that the rest of my family can't get on board with the greatness. I guess I see a a, a pattern here. Um, I love potato salad. 
So we've got all our number fours have potatoes in them, mm-hmm. uh, except maybe the Burger King fries. I don't know what those are made out of. Those are actually made out of meat. Oh, there you go. That's why they taste funny. Uh, but I really like a nice chunky potato salad with celery, by the way, Matthew. Um, celery in a potato salad is justifiable. Yeah. Are you talking like a mustard now, potato here's salad the thing. or something German? No, or? no, no. I'm not a fan of the German potato salad. Give mm-hmm. me a nice mustard potato salad and I am happy. Some deviled egg, uh, not deviled egg, but a hard boiled egg cut up in there with some mm-hmm. celery and some chunks of potato and the, the mayo and the, and the mustard for the binding and probably I think raw egg or something that's in there as well. Mm-hmm. Some pickle and some red onion. Yeah, man, I will eat that stuff up. But no one else in the household likes potato salad, German, mustard, plain or otherwise. So it's a rarity that I get to have potato salad. But when I do, oh boy, watch out because I'm going to be complaining about being backed up for the next week. Oh, uh, God. But potato I salad. I that was what you were going to say to watch out for, but I thought it was going to be equally vulgar. So, I mean, we're, Man. we're on the same gastrointestinal level there. Yes. Uh, potato, potato salad. salad. Is kind of a rare dish because it's like sour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like it's so rare to have uh, as part of your meal something that's like straight up sour. That, mm-hmm. that You know, basically it's like the mustard and the like pickled stuff like the dill or whatever but you know if you have it with a hamburger if you have it with a hot dog if you have something that has i guess enough um salt on it uh, salty stuff you know like a fast food hamburger or something like that hot dogs are full of of sodium um that potato salad really balances it out and if you get a i'm not one that thinks that uh, the potatoes in a potato salad have to be basically raw or just blanched to go into a Mm -hmm. potato salad i kind of like them a little bit soft so that you can kind of let that kind of mush up in your mouth uh, as you're sure. as you're eating it and then you have a little bite of hot dog or hamburger with it and ooh, yeah. it is great yeah so there you, you get go. The, the kind with the really really crisp pickle and crunchy mm-hmm. onion mm-hmm. that's good because you, you have the textures all running around yeah um you guys still have like a, a dylan's or a kroger type yeah, yeah, market yeah, yeah, yeah the dylan's has an incredible mustard potato yep, salad that's the one that i, I like that is the yep. one that I really, really like. Uh, the Walmart brand, not very good, though. But Almost on my list. It was this close to my list. The Dylan's potato salad. I mean, their deli yep. section, I mean, for the people that have Kroger's and Dylan's, because they're all over the United States, uh, if you've got a good deli section, their potato salad, really pretty good. So there you go. My number four, potato salad on my top five side dishes. Uh, Matthew, <sighs> we are now hitting our number threes, and this is where things could start to get a little close. I think that might be a little uh, bumping here and elbows rubbing as we get closer and closer to our number ones. We might have some duplicates, but what do you have for your number three? I don't think we're going to have as many duplicates as you no, think. No, because, because there's a lot of side dishes all over the place. My, one of my favorite side dishes, my number three, in fact, is a dish that no one else in my house really likes. Uh, and I have a vegetarian child, and it's a vegetable and even she's like, you know, I could maybe do without the Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. But the thing about a Brussels sprout is they smell horrific. Um, if you don't cook them just right, they can taste horrific. Oh, yeah. But, man, they're so good if you get them just right. And, again, sometimes when I go to the local grocery store, uh, which has the section that you can go in, they'll have the Brussels sprouts and the green bean casserole. And if you want a taste treat, you mix them up. But they uh, they get a Brussels sprouts. It's kind of, uh, you cut them in half. So they're not like the whole round Brussels sprout. They're a semicircular Brussels sprout. And they throw in some bacon. 
mm. like candy up the bacon mm-hmm. and they, they, they cook it with them. Oh, it's so good. Oh, the Brussels sprouts and the bacon, it's all together. Even if they're just, you know, you wander into the grocery store, you buy a bag of frozen vegetables, you microwave them. Mm-hmm. I will eat a bag of Brussels sprouts. I've literally had that be my dinner. Yeah. And as Stephen mentioned, um, men and women of a certain age, we do occasionally have, um, gastrointestinal idiosyncrasies and of course being a cruciferous vegetable uh your brussels sprout can in fact be an issue but it's generally not a long-term issue it's more of a everyone hates you for about a half an hour issue but even so a really good brussels sprout a really just even just a plain brussels sprout a vegetable um tainted by anything that i would call real food has made it to my number three side dish of top five. So for those of you at home who uh, drink when Matthew has that one entry that doesn't make any sense at all, it's time to take a drink. So there's a there's a right way and a wrong way to make Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Um, for years, uh, I had them being made the wrong way. Just a soggy, gross, boiled mess. Right. And there's two ways to make Brussels sprouts, just like there's two ways to make asparagus. Number one, lightly steamed. Right. Lightly steamed. Mm-hmm. Number two, thrown on a on a pan or a grill or something and, and just uh, baked, baked or grilled, you know, just throw them in the oven again. Like I mentioned with the sweet potatoes, kind of prepare them mm-hmm. that way. Don't overdo it. You don't want them to be soggy. But yep. uh, when I of all places, the college dormitory was the first time I ever had Brussels sprouts that were cooked correctly. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what is this taste sensation in my mouth? These things are actually good. Was this the dormitory that looked like yes, a prison? Yes, it was the same one that you and I lived in, except uh, I lived I in the prison. I never lived in the prison. I, I, lived, I lived in, in the, the prison, but the, the <laughs> but the uh, the women's dorm is where the cafeteria was. But yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. There you go. Matthew's number the three. The one that looked like a hospital. Yeah. The Matthew's number three is the uh, the Brussels sprout. The Brussels of sprouting, or as they say in French, les sproto broussales. Uh, Rodrigo, what is your, what is your number three? My number three? Yes, your number three. All right. So my number three, uh, I used to eat fast food a lot more because I was very frequently on the road. Um, I would be I would drive up and down Kansas filming, you know, alfalfa sprouts growing and things like that. Uh, So uh, when it came time to eat, I'd very frequently end up either at diners or at, you know, fast food chains. Uh, and there, but when I was out, since the company was reimbursing me for food, mm. if they had this on the menu, I would immediately upgrade it from fries to onion rings. Oh, yeah. Especially if I ended up at a place that was kind of nice. Because, you know, so you look at it like if you're driving around probably any state in the United States, you'll see a diner. And on the outside, it looks like something out of Fallout. It's mm-hmm. just like it's just like the paint's crumbling, the sign like is is like dilapidated. And sometimes you walk in, and the inside looks just like it. And sometimes you walk in, and it's like it's actually like really nice inside. Like they're just like putting all their money towards like keeping their stainless steel like counters pristine, you know. So I'm like, oh, this is a place. There's a place to get onion rings. Mm-hmm. So when I can, I get the onion rings. They're good. You know, they're, they like hold a lot more oil, uh, but uh, they're very salty. But, you know, it's like 
a, a breaded onion is kind of just an excuse to have an onion. Yes. It's like onions are great, but they're very like offensive mm-hmm. if they're raw and, and raw and unaccompanied. But, you know, like there's like throughout time, there have been people that are like, how can I just eat an onion? And th- those are the geniuses that gave mm-hmm. us pickled onions. And of course, the onion ring, yeah. which is uh, my number three. I, I rarely say anything bad about my wife or make fun of her, but <laughs> she <laughs> despises. That, that's always a dangerous spin. She despises uh, onions. Can't stand all them. Onions? All onions. She just can't stand onions. Uh, and unless they have been, you know, like, um, you know, sauteed down or, or whatever it is that you call it when you, uh, you know, overcook caramelize. it, caramelize it. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're and even then she doesn't like them. But, oh, man, offer her some onion rings or the uh, mouth destroying Funyun. Mm. And she will eat that crap up. And I just don't understand that. She's just like, I, I like it because it's crunchy and it doesn't have as much of an onion taste. And it's like. You do realize those are like Vidalia onions that are like next to the red onion, one of the strongest onions. And she's like, no, I like these. I can't stand onions, but I like onion rings. So there you go. What about what about like those fried onions? Nope. Like, uh, nope. Like she doesn't know on, no, the... on the on the green bean casserole. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. 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 Ah, mm-hmm. she, she makes she will make a green bean. So they'll do something at work where they have like a potluck or something and she'll make it um, and she'll put the the things on there. The onion crunchies on there, uh, but she won't eat it after the onions have been put on there so it's weird but you know what about what about stuff that's like seasoned with onion like if you make a soup and you just put yeah like if i put a, if i put there. a little bit in you got to be real careful because the minute she tastes it she's like the food instantly goes from mm, this is really good to the minute she tastes the onion she's like mm, it's okay wow amazing yeah it's really weird it's really weird but there you go all right my number three is something that my wife actually enjoys a lot and that is something that uh has to be fresh this is one of those that you cannot get frozen because it's just not the same uh but when it comes time to corn harvesting season you got to find those farmers on the side of the road selling corn on the cob but not just any corn on the cob sweet corn on the cob and the sweeter the better because that is when you put a little butter on it and some salt and pepper on it and sweet corn can be some of the most delicious corn that you will ever rent in your life (laughs) it is the best to know that as people from a central United States state, we know the difference. I believe that there are people out there who don't realize that all corn is not sweet corn. Right. Um, you know, you do have um, popcorn. That's a type of corn. You have uh, regular corn. That's the kind that you usually give to pigs so that they can fatten up and to cows. Yeah, the pigs and, and the cows. Yeah. And then you, then you have uh, various forms of the sweet corn. But uh, the sweet corn that you get at the side of the road is going to be some of the yep. most delicious side dish items that you will ever have. And after you eat it, you'll be like, oh, that is so good. Is there any more? And then you realize, oh, I only bought six ears of the sweet corn on the cob and we've devoured it all. And now when we go back to Farmer Brown at the side of the road, he's already gone and there's been no trace of him like he was never there. The store disappeared. Yeah. (laughs) Why? Farmer Brown, he died in 1922. (gasps) <gasps> ghost corn <laughs> but yes. I just had a great idea for a screenplay <laughs> is this like the legend of uh, Farmer Brown or something like that <laughs> no it's just going to be called ghost corn there we go ghost corn 
Uh, so that is my number three uh, on my top five side dishes. And we're going to get to our top twos in just a moment. But I do want to mention very quickly that if you enjoy the show and everything that we do at Major Spoilers and you want to get more stuff, even more stuff available to you, then why don't you head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and sign up to become a silver member. It's only a couple of bucks a month. And that money goes to making sure that we bring you more shows like this each and every time that we deliver a show. And as I mentioned, you get access to a bunch, a bunch of bonus content. It's all over there at major at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Just take a moment as we're getting through our top two here. Take a moment, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Check out and see what we're trying to do. And if you enjoy the show, eh, become a silver member. It'll really help us out. All right, Matthew. What do you have for number two? My number two, much like uh, Rodrigo's number three, four, or five, I can't remember exactly which one it was, and I'm just going <laughs> to vamp until I do, uh, is one that I only ever seem to get as an upgrade uh, alongside a hamburger or you know something restauranty, but not too restauranty. Mm-hmm. You can't like walk into a McDonald's and get this, but you can go into a place that's like a step up, like your like an your, Applebee's. Yeah, like your burger type places. Uh, we we live right near a big college town, and you can go, you know, down the main street, and there are little burger places in the corner with a green door and a red sign that says burger. You can go in and you can order your hamburger, and you can upgrade the classic French fry to an order of deep fried mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I consider mushrooms to be a vegetable. Now, this is not in fact, true in a factual sense, but they feel like a vegetable. And this is very important. I am really allergic to uh, spores, molds, and fungus. But for some reason, even though a dose of penicillin will kill me dead, a deep fried mushroom fills me with this this sense of, of fullness and wonder. And it may be... Gas? Gas? Well, it, it it may actually be a mild allergic reaction. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's in your brain. <laughs> right. Maybe it's the fact that I have them deep fry the red mushrooms with the white spots. But nonetheless, that's not true. Anyway, uh, those give you six lives. And I, you know, I would never run out. The deep fried mushroom, when done really well, is just amazing. There's one place in Lawrence that does almost like a, a tempura batter. Yeah, not like your standard, uh, like an onion ring thing where it gets kind of crispy, crispy, but it has that, you know, that airy poofiness to it. And oh, my gosh, they are so good. And if you can get a whole one and you put it in your mouth and it's hot enough to be good and tasty, but not hot enough to strip the flesh from your entire digestive system and burn you from stem to stern. When it's just that wonderful, perfect temperature, that's when, you know. That you are clinically fatter than holy hell, and you don't care because deep fried mushrooms are your number two top five side do you like, dish. Do you like the little button mushroom? Is that the one that you like? It when depends. It's, honestly. When it's deep fried, I'm not sure what you mean by a button mushroom. They're just these little tiny, like uh, the kind that you would normally find on a uh, pizza, but a little bit smaller than that, and they're all whole. Uh, Usually, uh, the mushrooms that I get aren't quite that small, uh, roughly the size of, uh, I don't know, the cap from a NyQuil bottle, mm-hmm. you know, like a, an inch around maybe, yeah. or, you know, sometimes you'll get the ones that are slashed in half mm. where you'll get, it's like a full little, a cartoon mushroom, but cut in half down the middle, mm-hmm. you know, something that Templeton, the rat might find on by the side of the road, but yeah. it really does depend because there is a place that did 
basically, you know how sometimes you go and you buy the little jar of mushrooms and it's just like mushroom yeah. caps and stalks mm-hmm. and crud. Mm-hmm. There's a place here in town that used to just apparently take those and dip them in batter. So you get weird ones that were just like mushroom trunks that were still good. But yeah, I, I like a fried mushroom no matter how <laughs> name, you fry it. The name it. of the place was Mushroom Trunks and Junks. <laughs> no, it's a, it's actually, they had to put it really close to another restaurant. You know why? Why? Because there wasn't much room. Uh, I wonder now, I'm not someone, I've always, I've always been curious to go on a mushroom trip, right? Yes. It's always something that I've wanted to do. Um, but I, but like most of the deep fried mushrooms, like I, finding mushrooms in the wilderness, you mean? Yes. That kind of trip, Rodrigo. Uh, but I've heard that the, the when you do those kind of mushrooms, the psychedelic mushrooms, that they're usually dried out. They're usually not, uh, you know, you know, fresh, moist uh, psilocybin mushrooms. But I wonder if you could have a deep fried psilocybin mushroom and still have the same psychedelic effect. I'm sure one of our listeners out there has experimented with this and tried this. And we're certainly send us an email at podcast dot com anonymously, of course. I'm just curious. If that is a thing or not. So there you go. But no, I don't. I mean, maybe they don't like the taste of them, but you know, if it was fried, I don't know. I just, you know, it just seems like they would be expensive and like, why fry them? Maybe I'm just curious. The question for me is really going to be the chemical melting point. Right. That's why I'm asking. Whatever it is that comes into play in either a, a psilocin or a psilocybin and mushroom. If, and, if the, and if the throwing all that grease in and, and you know, frying it, if that puts in the bad uh, juju inside your, your magic mushroom and you go on a bad trip if you do that. I'm just curious. I'm just asking. Just something that uh, has popped up into my mind a time or two. Speaking of twos, well, Rodrigo, what is your number two? <laughs> uh, my number two is a, uh, is a prickly pear. Mm. Um, specifically, uh, the, uh, prickly pears that come in jars that are like kind of pickled, mm-hmm. um, you will, you will walk past these in, uh, depending how big your supermarket is, either the, uh, Hispanic aisle, or if your supermarket is not that big, the ethnic aisle, <laughs> ours, ours have, it's like, ours have, have smartened up. It's now just called international foods. Here ah, too, smart, yeah. smart. Um, yeah, it used to be. Yeah, it's like if if you if you have a small uh, supermarket, it's right next to the wontons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and underneath you can you can wash it all down with uh, pocky. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you're making this joke, and I'm like, that is literally no, that's, what that's I, how it is. I'm, I'm like, I'm literally closing my eyes and visualizing th- my own supermarket. You that get stuff a, is all a charitos <laughs> and then like a some udon noodles and just drink them all together. Yep, I mean, definitely um, some straight up ramen that has no English writing on it. You just <laughs> you just know it's ramen from the picture, right? And it's it's right next to yeah, it's right next to the fontas. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, this stuff is uh, bitter, green, slimy. It's not a very attractive uh, piece of food, uh, but it's very good. I haven't had them in quite a while. 
because uh, they're actually kind of hard to find up here, and very frequently I'm not thinking to get them. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean they make a they make a great side dish. They complement meat very well. If you're making tacos, you can put it in your tacos. Um, and uh, yeah, you like if you've never it into the meat, or you just like cut them up and put them in. There? No, uh, so these will usually just be like these are already sliced, uh, already peeled, so there's no danger of of finding an actual spine or whatever you'd call them. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all pre-sliced. They've been uh, probably probably at least partially cooked and then put into a uh, kind of a brine. Um, although it's not like a hard brine, like a pickle, it's just kind of something to preserve them. Um, probably just mostly salt. And, uh, yeah, so you can just open the jar and just like pour them right out. So if you're looking for them, they're probably called either nopales or nopalitos. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably what you'll see them as. Cause I, I don't think they, there's, there's like some stuff where it's like, you know, some stuff will be like, uh, this is what an American would think about this. But much like the ramen that doesn't have any uh, <laughs> English writing with like prickly pear, they're like, Americans don't want this. We'll just save it. We'll just save the money and keep the only Spanish label. Yes. yes so yes, yes. prickly pears, if you get a chance to try them, I'm not guaranteeing the experience. I, I think if you haven't had them since you were a little baby like I did, they're probably an acquired taste. Yeah. I'll be honest. There are only two foods that I eat that are pickled. Uh, the mm-hmm. rest I just avoid just because I don't like the name of something pickled because I instantly think of, oh, pickles, because that is a pickled cucumber. Yes, I will eat those. That's right, not right. a problem. And the other one is pickled okra. If I can find a good pickled mm-hmm. okra, I will have that. But if you said, hey, have some pickled onions or have some pickled uh, prickly pears or have uh, what's a pickled pig's feet, I'm like, no, yeah. that sounds too weird. I don't want to gnaw on a on a knuckle of a of a pig that tastes like a pickle. And I know that's not the case, but it's just, right. I just, anything that is, unless it's a pickle or an okra, I will not be eating anything with the, with the word pickle so in the name. Never had a pickled egg? Uh, I think I may have had one once and I really didn't like it. That or I was really drunk and didn't care. The- that's the thing. Pickled eggs, you're generally drunk because I actually encountered pickled eggs in the bar where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. And, and they were always, and I think it's the same jar forever they were always back there and you could get like yeah, a that's why they're so good mm-hmm. yeah they're it's, like 57 uh, years old um i i i've had plenty of pickled eggs and well sober even and the first time i had them i was like wow this is really gross and then i realized that when you put a boiled egg and you pickle it it reverses its like it, it it reverses its qualities. Right. So everything that makes a pickled egg disgusting is why they're good. Mm-hmm. Like it's like here's an egg that's sour. For some reason that's good. And it's like, oh, here's like a weird pocket of brine inside of an egg. Sounds <laughs> disgusting. Actually <laughs> great. Yeah. And you get just this lovely texture on the on the the white of the meaty part of the outside. <laughs> turns black. Anything it's been in there so long. Anything pickled, I'm really kind of good for because there's usually like olives or pickled okra or something sure, sure. on my show, my grocery list. But if you really want to just go completely nuts, are you ready? Sure. Pickled mushrooms, baby. Yeah, pickled mushrooms are great. I mean, yeah. I I love pickled stuff. I used to get pickled mushrooms. I used to I used to just eat pickled onions out of the jar. Mm. Yeah. Like you know, it it just like changes the the thing. Yeah, so yeah. Bonus, and I guess bonus top five real quick. Top five pickled 
Yes, yes. And I guess the reason why is because, um, you know, the first time I eat okra, it was already pickled. So I only know the taste. Well, not only know the taste of a pickled okra because I've had fried okra, but you get used to that. That is the quote unquote default taste, just like a pickle or, uh, you know, the cucumber. That's the default taste of a pickle. And so when you think about egg and then you think about pickle and you try to or onion or whatever, it's just like those two flavors don't sound like they're going to match together. So. I don't know. That's yeah. why I've avoided it. Pickled, not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying that good. that I don't I don't uh, care for it. Uh, I guess uh, I don't I, care honestly, to try. That's it. probably good. Pickled stuff is not oh, yeah. particularly good for you. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. 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 All right. My number two is also something that the family refuses to eat. Although the oldest, <laughs> the oldest is starting to occasionally will request, Dad, can you pick up some baked beans? Now. The kind of baked beans that I like have a little bit of sweetness. It's the sweet baked beans with bacon in it. Mm-hmm. And then the molasses, that's what makes it the, that's what makes it sweet. And yep. I really like those kind of baked beans as opposed to the sometimes you can get the the hot, the spicy kind of baked beans. I don't care for those. And I don't care for the uh, uh, the one with the talking dog beans. I don't like those. Uh, but the 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 molasses with bacon baked beans that you can get again at a good deli uh, section yep. in your in your grocery store. Those are really good. Now, myself, I love eating those cold because mm-hmm. that's a that's a picnic food, right? That's something that you have in a picnic, and picnic yeah, you, foods you are generally chilled. Potato salad well, they're already cooked out of the can. Exactly. Uh, yep. But yes, yes, pair it exactly with a potato salad, and that is some good eats right there. But when my son does eat them, or if my wife, you know, wrinkles her nose and goes, I guess I'll have a bite. Uh, they want them warm and they think it's weird that I will just eat them right out of the container, cold out of the refrigerator. It's so good. Uh, but number two, baked beans on my top five side dishes. Yeah. All right. We have made it all the way up to our number ones. Matthew, let her rip. All right. So here's the deal. Occasionally I come to a really great answer. It's a number one. And I just know, I just know that I'm going to get a response at the end that says that doesn't fit the list. Rodrigo, what have you got? And I feel like this is going to happen, but I want to make it clear today that this should not should, happen. Should we just move? Should we just move to Rodrigo's now then? No, we should not. <laughs> that, that being said, Rodrigo, what is your number one? Pizza. Am, Pizza is not a side dish. I am here to lawyer you. Pizza is not a side dish. Shut up. Okay, so here's the deal. (laughs) Now that I have a child old enough to cook, she is learning certain dishes that she's really good at. One of the dishes she's really good at is something that we like to call squoodles. Uh, It's noodles made of squash or sometimes uh, zoodles for a zucchini. Yeah, that that sounds like a red sauce. And you maybe throw in some, you know, pseudo meat product because she doesn't eat meat. And as a side dish, a side dish dish for this quasi pasta with sort of uh, noodles and sort of meatballs. The side dish is a really nice loaf of garlic bread. So here's the thing. Bread is technically a side dish. There you go. Because it is something that you put on a dish, a small plate next to your main plate. Just stop listening. No, no. I I double check because my number one (laughs) is also bread related. And I was like, oh, man, I got to make sure that this is actually considered a side dish. And yes, I looked it up. Bread is considered a side dish. I I just prefer to wing it. I just like to wing that mother. Sometimes just going along and you're like, here's 10 superheroes. Yeah, see, it's different. It's different when you say, oh, Stephen, I'm going to put pizza as my side dish and you can't do anything about it. I never said that. That's the fourth time you've made that joke and I never did. But, okay. But here's the thing. I've been 
I've been to um I've been to barbecue places yeah. where I'm like, I would like the brisket, please. And they're like, what side would you like? And they point to a sign and one of the sides is sausage. Yeah. 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 But, but I, get, but you're not the one getting all the emails from people saying, how can you let Matthew get away with putting, with putting apple can, pie as his side dish? How could you do this? Yeah. What, what? But I want to see those. What, about, what if it was like meat pie? You have meat pie as a side dish or that has, that's like a, see, that's I think that's thing. a, I think that's a meal, right? I think that's a meal. And, and that's, that's like a, what, what do you, like or a dessert. Main course? Is that what we would call the. In England, you have like a meat pie and then you have your sausage and then you have, I don't know, like a cup of tea or something. What about caviar? Yeah, see, that would be an appetizer. I put that as an appetizer. I don't know. Anyway, but your garlic bread, Matthew. My number one, your garlic bread. And here's the thing: Uh, I'm kind of what uh, what they refer to in the Epicurean world as a uh, dilettante, or occasionally a schmuck. In that, I like the garlic bread that you can walk into the Dillons. Yeah, and it comes that, in a in long foil. aluminum foil bag, <laughs> and you take it. It's already buttered on both yeah. sides. You take that sucker and you throw it's it in the oven. Sliced. For about yep, half it's already five sliced minutes. in half. Yeah. Then you just hack off a chunk, and it's just like pure fat and salt, and you're just like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. And sometimes you'll just have a small portion of the pasta or the pseudo pasta or whatever you want to call it, a squoodles, if you'd like to call it that. It sounds gross, but it's a fun to say. So. But you get a, like a hunk of garlic bread, the, the length of your forearm, and you just eat the garlic bread. And, oh, my gosh. It's so good. And I was so mad at the Scott Pilgrim movie when they were like, bread makes you fat. Bread does not make you fat, my friends. Eating too much of the bread might make you fat. Eating as much of the bread as I do certainly could make you fat. But it will also make you very, very happy because a nice garlic bread is like – I don't know. It's that moment. You know, your first kiss. Sure. That was okay. But garlic bread, you guys, <laughs> you remember that feeling when you walked down the aisle and you saw your wife standing there in the white gown or, or your husband. I don't know. I don't judge. Here's the thing. You walk down that aisle and you see your person down there and you're like, yeah, that's an amazing feeling. But garlic bread, you guys, seriously, I have a 15 year old child upstairs and I fondly remember the day that she was born, but, but garlic bread, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I, I'm just I hear you. I'm putting it out there. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you saying. have for you? What do you have for your number one? Is it also bread related? It is not. I oh. have to take it a step back to beans. Oh, okay. Cause uh, my number one is actually black beans. Oh, there you go. And the, so, so this comes down to the real surprising thing is it's hard to find black beans in restaurants. It is like if, if you go to a Mexican place, you will usually get refried beans by default mm-hmm. and they might have like brown type beans and like a sauce, but it's actually pretty hard to find black beans. Nowadays, about the only place outside of my house where I have black beans is at like burrito places because they will mm-hmm. do black beans in your burrito. But um, if if we lived in a magic land and I could go to a mcdonald's or a burger king or something order a burger and they told me would you like black beans with that i would always say yes and i was like it's i think it's a great side um it's healthy for you too uh, it is unless you get uh, the canned ones that yeah. uh, with, uh, that do not say low sodium because yeah. those are just immensely salty mm-hmm. uh they're good 
but yes, black beans are very good for you. Uh, black beans and rice together mm-hmm. are fantastic. They're a meal onto themselves. Um, I, as a, as a side note, I was going to have rice on here, but then I realized that growing up in Mexico, like rice is more like a medium than it is like a side. Like most of the time things will be either next to rice or on a bed of rice. So it's like vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Rice, uh, rice is actually more like tortillas than it is like beans, I think. But yeah, I mean, uh, a, a side of black beans is uh is is pretty much what i always want with any given meal even if i'm not actively thinking about it if like i'm doing i'm like serving myself something in the kitchen and i see that we have a can of black beans i'll very likely just crack that open and uh put in a dish throw it in the microwave and then just eat that so do you wash off your black beans when you get them out of the can to get off some of that saltiness uh, no, no, no. I usually just buy the, so I buy the low sodium, low sodium ones and then just like, kind of like filter out some of the extra juice. Sauce. Yeah. 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 Just, just like let some of it run out. Not all of it. Cause you still want some in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work to, to get something out of a can and then like, you know, put it in like a strainer, a strainer. Yeah. And like wash it off or whatever. And then it, now it's like wet with like actual water and i was like back when i lived in kansas and you just run the water into the can see back when i lived in kansas if i ran water over something i would actually be putting more sodium onto it (laughs) it's very true the water back where i lived was so hard how hard was it? The water back where I lived uh, was so hard that uh, I could, it, I wouldn't even have to put it in the freezer to give it to you in cubes. There you go. Nice. Where I come from, occasionally you can ignite the water. Yeah. 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 There's been those issues, especially where fracking concerns. Hey, Steve's yep. getting political. Why don't we get to his number one? Uh, <laughs> my number one, as I mentioned, is bread related. It is the dinner roll. And some very specific kinds of dinner rolls, because growing up, I thought my grandmother, every Thanksgiving and every Christmas, I thought she made the most delicious dinner rolls in the world. And I was like, I'd look forward to those all the time to be like, Grandma, did you make uh, dinner rolls? And she'd be like, yes, yes, I did. And then one year she forgot to make the dinner rolls. And she said, can someone run over to the store and pick up the dinner rolls? And that's when I found out that the Browns dinner rolls were her secret <laughs> dinner rolls that she had been serving me for 15 no. years. But the oh, Browns, di- you know, it's a lot. I know, right? The Browns dinner rolls are really good. If you can get a nice little, if you warm them up and you can get a little crust on top, you know, the crust gets a little hard. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. The other thing besides the Browns dinner rolls are the Hawaiian rolls. Oh my gosh. Yes. When it comes to rolls here at this house, that's the only kind that we will buy are the, the Hawaiian mm. Kings, Hawaiian uh, rolls. Cause they are so good. And if you've never had a Kings Hawaiian roll, do yourself a favor and go and get them. If you're a fan of ham sandwiches, uh, the, the the King's Company, they make a Hawaiian. It's not really a Hawaiian roll bread, but it's the Hawaiian roll as a hamburger bun. And yeah. it's delicious with with the ham. But, oh, man, the, the King's Hawaiian rolls and the Browns dinner rolls are my yep. two favorite things. And I've been watching now, some recipes like a yeast roll that has yeah, to rice. No, um, I don't know because they're already pre-made, right? Oh. So it's just kind of like the brown and serve kind of things. And the and the King's Hawaiian rolls, 
it's like a you just pull them off and just eat them you know right out of the oh, bag. No, yeah, yeah, they but actually yeah. make King's Hawaiian bread in loaves. Now. Yeah, they it's do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the uh, Browns rolls uh, sometimes they come frozen, but the ones that my grandmother used to have were always. Um, I think they may have been in the frozen section, but you just put them on a pan and you brown them up, and the top gets nice and brown, and the bottom gets nice and crusty, and they are a yeast roll, so that's good. Um, I think most breads have yeast in them, except for a hard tack or a cracker or an unleavened bread kind of thing. Um, but I'm learning to make some just plain, plain rolls and breads that are hard on the outside, but nice and soft on the inside. And it's just flour, water, and a little bit of yeast. And, uh, you just roll those things out and pop them in the oven and they're really good. Uh, spray them with water on top to get that nice, uh, hard crust. And those dinner rolls are really good. So yes, uh, Matthew will eat a whole, uh, garlic loaf to himself or at least half of one to himself the, the top half the yeah. top half because that's the one where the butter sticks that's where the most of the butter is yeah uh, but get, for me more bread ratio in there for me if you leave a bag of king's hawaiian rolls on the counter and say now steven i have to run to the store to get some ham or something or i have to go take the kids to the ba- basketball or whatever don't eat those king's hawaiian rolls i'm going to wait for that door to close and when you come home you might find an empty bag where the King's Hawaiian rolls used to be. Stephen hiding in the corner. Yep. Just going. Like, oh, sorry, Stephen, I forgot my keys already gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my stomach. I'm going to be over here <laughs> sleeping this off. Yeah. The dinner rolls. No, my number one. Stephen as a mischievous cocker spaniel just running around the house. <laughs> yeah. She comes. Mrs. Schleicher comes back in the house. And I'm and just sitting Stephen there normally. The bag in his mouth running across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just sitting there when she looks. I'm just sitting there nice and calm. And she turns around. I'm bouncing off the walls trying to get the King's Hawaiian rolls. Uh, there you go. There are our top five side dishes for this episode of Top 5. Uh, this uh, was a suggestion from one of our people over in our Discord. Yes, we do have a Discord server. And we'd love for you to come over and join in the conversation. There's channels for sports. There's channels for art. There's channels for all of the podcasts that we do. And in fact, as I mentioned earlier, if you become a patron, you can connect your Patreon account to the Discord and get access to super secret channels that are only available to our patrons. But if you want to know where our Discord is, look in the show notes, whether you're on an an iPhone or an iPod or whatever your mobile device is, you can find a link in the show notes there. Or if you're over at Majorspoilers.com and listening, there's a link in the show notes there as well that will launch that Discord server for you. And you can come hang out with all the cool kids and maybe even make a suggestion for a future top five why would you want to do that i think it's pretty obvious everyone loves a list this podcast is copyright 2020 by major spoilers entertainment llc